Would you open God's precious holy word to Psalm 67? The psalmist cut us a break tonight. This one's not very long. Don't really know who wrote the psalm. Two main schools of thought. Number one, it was a song sung by the special choir of the temple uh, when, a, when a high priest was being installed into service. Or more likely, it was a common song of thanksgiving to acknowledge the blessings of Yahweh at, uh, at the time of, of harvest and gathering. So anyway, it is for us a call to worship. So let's look at it. The first is a call for blessing. For the conductor on the stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. So share a song. Elohim be gracious to us and bless us. He will cause his countenance or his face to shine toward us. Silah. You know, Silah. That's a, that's a Hebrew word that means, you know, this is like if you're into music, this is like a pause where there's been a, in this case, it would have been a, a really loud introduction and then all of a sudden stop and then it gets a little softer but between the two is the salah the pause and most scholars believe that it's a call or a stop for a brief meditation on what's been said so let's consider it here Elohim be gracious to us and bless us we have no hope of course without the grace of God if he's not gracious to us if he doesn't extend mercy, then we're all dead. We're all destroyed because the only thing left is justice. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's no one who does good. So if there is no grace, then there's only death. So the great call and the acknowledgement. And you know, you have to, one has to know about God, the God of the Bible, to think about grace. If you think about God apart from his word and, and his true character, then you think, you think the way the pagans do and you bring, you bring stuff and you do stuff to please God to get on his good side so that maybe you can win your home in heaven. Well, that's the natural way to think of God. The spiritual way, the biblical way, is the way to see God as one who is gracious and who is filled with blessing toward his people. So the call is for, by God's grace, to be blessed. Now look at this. He will cause his countenance or his face to shine toward us. That's a, a theophanic reference. That's a, um, 
That is to attribute to God human characteristic, but in the language that's used, it is something whereby the psalmist in the song is saying Elohim is going to take, he's going to himself put his face right upon us. And when he puts his face on us, it's, it's like, it's like a loving father doting over his children. When he looks at us, it's the look of love and it's the look of grace. It's the look of blessing. And when God looks, of course, everything about God is glorious. Here, you have to believe, and I'm going to tell you why when we get over here in a couple of slides, a couple of verses or so down. You have to see this as a reference to the Messiah of salvation because this is, this is such a statement that is intimately personal that requires a, a personal presence. Elohim, gracious Elohim, Elohim who blesses us will cause his face to shine toward us. We are otherwise in darkness. But in grace, God looks to us and the countenance of his person, of course, is light. There is no darkness in him at all. It dispels the darkness. So God is the one who puts us in the light. It is the light of God that shines toward us. Now note what's tagged right after that here. That your way should be known on earth. Your salvation, your salvation among all nations. That last Hebrew word over here, the, la the bottom last one, is translated your salvation, but the root word are, are the first uh, one, two, three, four, five letters, Yeshua. Well, that's the name of Jesus, you see. Yeshua. That your way should be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Now you just consider those two. God has always called himself to himself a peculiar people, the elect, the, the, the remnant, the whatever biblical word. And then gives them direction and resource to share who he is with other people. His people, divine revelation with a personal encounter 
was none other than God, Eshua, Eshua. And his people know the way, that your way, that Hebrew word, it, it means the course of life. It means, it means the, the, the journey, the, the way, the path, the, the, the course of life should be known. Now, what is this way? Jesus said, I am the way. It is the way of salvation always intended to be revealed to all nations. Now, Israel was God's elect, and this was their problem. We've been looking at this at Luke. Their problem was they became so self-centered, filled with pride and arrogance, and then they created for themselves uh, their own definition of who they were in the sight of God that Christ himself came down and judged it. But here in the Old Testament, way back, they're called to be God's priesthood. In the world, really? Who else can tell the way of God's salvation but the people of God who have experienced it and who know it? God deposited his word, his oracles, into the nation of Israel. He gave them the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood. Now the priesthood, and then we're not far in, on Sunday night studying in Exodus. We're not far from studying about the outfittings of the tabernacle. And everything about it speaks of the life, person, and ministry of Christ. Everything in there is an illustration of the work, ministry, person of Christ. So the priests were charged with, of course, leading people into their sacrifices, their offerings, but always with, with the understanding that each worshiper came into a teachable moment so that they would understand everything here illustrated what God would do for his people himself. Of course, the book of Hebrews addresses this, but they had to do this year after year after year until Christ. So then, God gave them his word. Well, he called them to himself, gave them his word, gave them the priesthood who could teach them exactly everything they needed to know about their salvation, the, the coming Savior, all of the ministries and and uh, rituals that were involved in what the Savior would do. He would provide all of these things for him, through himself for his people. This is, this is teaching the way that should be known on the earth. Salvation among all nations. So these were the people of Israel in the Old Testament. They had their good times and their bad times. And there were some in the Old Testament Israel who understood the bigger picture. Most of them became more introspective and such that by the time the New Testament comes around, the rest of the world is dogs. Gentile dog, 
Um, of course, that's not the way God meant for it to be. Now, here is an Old Testament, uh, I told you it was a, a theophany, an Old, an Old Testament um, characterization of the person, the f- physical person of God, which you can only know in Jesus Christ. You know, I have to keep saying this, but God is not us. <laughs> in him, we live and move and have our being. He's above us, beyond us. We cannot fathom all who God is and all that he is. You, you can't even put a human thought to it because all human thoughts are within the created realm of God. And we would have to go into a realm where God is to describe God. Well, we can't do that. So God just shows us the best way that we can know him. Theophany, somebody comes, God in the person of, of course we know. Yeshua, Jesus, uh, Yahweh Savior, Yahweh Savior. Now, grace, blessing, dispel the darkness with his presence, his way, which is the only way for all people to know, his salvation to be known among all nations. Now, this is The whole thought here is of praise to God and worship. And I can tell you this because I've I've read the whole book more than once. God's people are at their best when their thoughts are only of God and not God and who I am or plus me. God's people are always at their best when they are totally... um, submerged in the thought and the expression of thought of who God is. That's worship. That's praise. Part of that worship is to acknowledge his grace and how he blesses us. He's taken us out of the darkness and put us into the light that his way is the only way and that his salvation goes beyond boundaries of, of race color, goes into all of the world. This all, this all is a part of the essence of worship that comes forth from the true worshiper. So the imperative for worship. Let the people's Praise you. That's an interesting word, praise. Um, A form of the word is used to describe how someone would shoot an arrow. It is to take who you are and lift it with all the power that you have toward God. Enjoy and adoration. That's what this word means. Now you'll see the, the word, uh, the word peoples there. Uh, it's in the plural. 
And he speaks of all peoples, not just Israel, not just these people, but all peoples. So here's the, here's the progression. God will be praised. Certain things were determined before the foundation of the world, and we learn about those things. I'm not going to go there right, th- right tonight, but once those things are determined, the will and purpose of God will be worked out to His glory and praise such that at the end of it all, remember, first there's a spiritual kingdom, and then there's a physical kingdom on earth, which finally is surrendered into the eternal kingdom. It becomes the eternal kingdom in the new heaven and new earth. This whole thing is about the king and his kingdom, God and his people. They're going to come from everywhere. They're going to come from every nation. And the purpose of the whole, the, the reason, the end of it all is the reason for the beginning of it all. We're not there just yet, except God's people praise him as we can't help but do. That's part of who we are. We worship and praise him and we acknowledge him for all these wonderful things, grace, blessing, mercy. We cannot help but shoot the essence of our existence into the presence of God and just Pour it all out in his presence by way of praise. The end of it all finds all peoples doing this, not just Israel, all peoples. The book of the Revelation says from every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation. They come from everywhere. So God is working this out. And at the end of it all, here's the kingdom and the king Rules for a thousand years. The spiritual kingdom becomes the physical kingdom. Not not one person who is not in the spiritual kingdom, born again, not one person who is in the spiritual kingdom will, will live and walk on planet earth in the physical kingdom on earth. Everybody that enters into that kingdom is saved. And then finally, 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about how the Son delivers the kingdom up to the Father so that all is in all. That's, a, that's another subject for another time. But that's the, that's the fulfillment of all things. Now here we are working through where we are now. But where we're headed is here. Peoples praise you, Elohim. All peoples praise you. Nations, be glad and sing for joy, for you will judge peoples righteously and govern the nations on earth. Selah. So stop and think about that for a minute. That's what he's saying. King of kings and Lord of lords. The times of the Gentiles is spiraling downward. You would probably agree with me on that. The times of the gentiles, or the times of the nations, whatever you want to call it. The times absence, the theocracy of God are getting darker and darker and more evil and more evil. 
The Bible warns us in the last days how strong delusion will fall on everybody. I read an interesting article. It's not interesting. It's kind of pitiful or sad. Awful. It's awful. Where a certain group of, of uh, congressmen are seeking to produce legislation that will identify so-called hate groups and take away their tax-exempt status. Among those listed was the American Family Association, James Dobson's thing. Because of, because of the biblical message regarding uh, gender, homosexuality, great delusion. So here we are walking through exactly like God described it in his word, headed to the time when all nations from everywhere entering into the physical kingdom, the thousand years, would sing, be glad and sing for joy. Now that's not happening right now, is it? That's not happening. For you will judge peoples righteously. People today in the world are not being judged by Ashua, not being, not being judged by the Christ of God. And people are, in some cases, are not even being judged righteously according to the biblical standard. I'm no lawyer. I know a little something about the Bible. And whenever a judge issues some kind of decree that is unbiblical, that's unrighteous. That's an unrighteous uh, rendering in a case. So we, we see that today. We see a lot of it today. Okay. But the time's coming, and I mentioned it from Revelation, from every tribe, tongue, kindred. All right, the time is coming. He will judge peoples righteously and govern, and govern the nations on earth. The Bible speaks of a time when all of the nations will bring what they have to the king of kings. Other king, there'll be other kings, but they won't be the king. And these nations will bring who they are, what they have before his presence. He will govern and judge righteously. So that's not happening now. Of course, it has to be a reference to the ultimate salvation that is ours in Christ manifested in the physical kingdom which will be rendered into the eternal kingdom. So this is a reason for worship. This is how in these last days we can keep, we can keep from being frightened or concerned. Well, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned about the world my grandchildren are growing up in, for example. But as long as we Pray for them, teach them, give them the example, bring them into the presence of God's people where the word of God is taught. Then they'll be okay. We have this promise from God. If you raise a child up in the way he should go, when he's old, he won't depart from it. I have seen that in my life, in the lives of other people. I've seen it. 
I don't know the guy, but I read his testimony. Alice Cooper. It's a man, Alice Cooper. A man, Alice Cooper. Uh, oh, well. That's like a boy named Sue, I guess. You have to grow up tough. It's a beautiful testimony. I don't know him. I don't follow him. I've just read his testimony, and I've read it, his giving it in the presence of people in Christianity who I, who I respect. So I have to think there's something to this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's, he said his daddy was a preacher and his granddaddy was an evangelist. Now, not at any time in my life, now this is just me, not at any time in my life have I ever, ever enjoyed or listened to or paid any attention to hard rock. Is that what he is, hard rock? Acid rock, I don't know what he is. Shock rock, well, that's even worse. That's, see, okay, that's kind of like, like trying to keep up with all the modern theological terms. They just lose me out there somewhere. So I'm, I'm, I'm not into that thing. I know enough about it to know, and I guess he was this way. That A lot of times in that stuff, there's a lot of drugs involved and a lot of fornication and other things. But today, according to his testimony, witnessed to by men of God whom I trust and believe in, in his personal life, he's, 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 he's in Christ. He's come to Christ. There are other testimonies like that. And, and I, it's not my job to chase down every testimony to check the validity. I don't know people's hearts. I'll leave it up to the Lord. But I, I do enjoy testimonies like that, reading it. You can tell a lot of times when a guy starts talking about his personal experience in the Lord, you can tell when he's for real. He's, he's saying all the right stuff, you know. Well, okay. So people come from everywhere and they praise Elohim. They give their worship and their praise to Elohim, the time coming. Other part of worship here, gladness, singing for joy. Now, what all is included in praise? That, of course, prayer is part of praise. The exclamation of God's word, the declaration of God's word, the propagation of God's word is part of praise. To engage in fellowship in the Lord is part of praise. Singing is part of praise. Glad and sing for joy. Because the righteous, loving, gracious Lord will be with us. So then what happens? Let the people, peoples praise you, Elohim. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth will give forth her increase. Elohim, Elohini, or God, our God, or O God, our God will bless us. 
Then the earth will give forth her increase. You can read in the last few chapters of Isaiah. I got to think about this, but I think it's about the only place in the Bible where the, millennial, where the millennium is sort of described. And you have everybody in the world being prosperous. You throw a seed on the ground, it's going to grow into a big thing that's going to give all kinds of produce. The abundant prosperity. Well, in this time before that time, the people of God acknowledge that when, when we have something to eat, it's a blessing of God because so many people in the world don't. Water to drink, air to breathe, peace and security in our homes. All these are, these are blessings of God. In this case, it's thanksgiving or praise because the earth gives forth her increase. So this would be, a, this would be a, an issue every year for the people of God. We, you know, we're going to, what is it? We're not there yet. It's in November, Thanksgiving. We'll have it. It's, it's sort of become, I, I, I'm not going to judge the hearts of people, but I hope that people really have Thanksgiving to give thanks to God for what he's done for us. It's, you know, it's now it's, it's more of, it's more of, um, I can't remember, is it Black Friday? What's the Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday? It's more Black Friday than it is Thanksgiving, I guess. But the people of God understand, and the whole thing was implemented because at some point in our history, the people of God understood we need to thank God for his blessing, for what he's done for us. Here are the people of God in the Psalms. In this psalm, then the earth will give forth her increase. Oh, God, our God will bless us. Elohim will bless us. And all the ends of the earth will fear him, will reverence in, in reverential awe of who he is. Will, they will fear him. God has a way of making people know that he's God. We're probably not very far from that time now because everything just seems so godless, so prayerless, so thankless, so secular, such that the people of God are intimidated and threatened and they try to make us fear if we call out in the name of God, our God. But the time comes when all the ends of the earth will reverence him, will fear him, will fear him in a reverential and awesome way. Well, we'll stop there and we'll have our deacon prayer time. Now, I read on Facebook that, that we were asked to pray for the president today. They all need prayer, not just him, but. I tried to confirm that in other places other than Facebook, and I couldn't. Um, but I, we're, we're, we're mandated to pray for all people in authority. So I guess when you come and lead us, you can think about that.